Welcome to the Lady Stuff Podcast with Kelly and Tiffany, the two licensed midwives behind Beautiful One Midwifery. This is your one-stop shop for all your Lady Stuff questions and topics. We are passionate about educating women, offering alternative solutions to common female health issues, and normalizing your body and your questions. Join us each week as we tackle new topics and laugh along the way. Before we get started, let's talk about this amazing course that we are putting out next month. We mentioned already we are putting an online course out for any lady who needs it. It is called Fix Your Period. And you literally will take this course and fix that period right up. Yes, you will. You don't have to live with your period problems, ladies. You've heard us say that lots of times. We are going to spend time together fixing your period, not any girl's period. We are going to help you figure out exactly what your period issues are and how to get to the root cause of those problems so that you do not have to suffer anymore. Amen to some period freedom. Woo! You can find information about this new course in our show notes. Uh, at the link in our bio on our Instagram, which is at Beautiful One Midwifery, and on our website, BeautifulOneMidwifery.com. We are giving the very first part of this very first course away for free. Free. The entire month of January, you can grab it, check it out, see if it's going to work for you. And be on your way to period freedom. All right, let's jump into the show. Welcome back to the Lady Stuff Podcast. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Kelly. And we are starting off this lovely episode with a review. Okay. Some of you are just so amazing and you hop on over uh, to your favorite podcast listening platform and leave us reviews, and it is the sweetest thing in the whole world. It is. It makes us so, so, so happy. Yeah. So happy. In fact... <gasps> what, Tiffany? Uh, we want to give a special treat to the people who are taking time out to leave us reviews mm-hmm. and encourage us. And if you leave us the review and we read it on the podcast, we will buy you a drink. Coffee. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll buy you any yeah, drink. Yeah, any kind of drink you want. Yes. Yeah. We will send you yep. a way to enjoy your favorite beverage on us to celebrate how awesome you are at telling us what a great job <laughs> we're doing. It clearly boosts our ego quite a bit. But you can reach out to us on Instagram or, and let us know. So you say, hey, you read my review. Uh, in that voice is how you have to say it. And we are over there at Beautiful One Midwifery, or you can email us hello at beautifulonemidwifery.com. Yes. So if we have ever read your review on the podcast or your review is today, send us a message. We will buy you a drink. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It helps our podcast get in front of the people who need to hear it. And we're just really excited that you guys are joining us in that effort. Yes, we are. So we've got our first review of this new uh, season to share. And I will read it for us. <clears throat> okay, this is from Melissa B. 227 And the title is Obsessed. And there's five stars. So you know this is going to be a good one. Maybe we'll buy her two drinks. <laughs> <laughs> she is obsessed. Uh, I am obsessed with the Wine and Gain podcast. 
now rebranded as Lady Staff, B2 Dubs. As you know. Yes. Uh, not only am I presented with, in- with information about my body in a fun way, but I feel like I'm hanging out with girlfriends when I listen. Super into it. Thank you. That's the whole goal. She nailed it. She really did. She's presented with information about her body. Great. It's fun. Cool. Hanging out with girlfriends. Yes. Yeah. Super into it. Ah! <laughs> that's the, uh, that's all that we can ask for. Yeah, Melissa, please do let us buy you a drink. Yeah, please. And it'll be like we're hanging out. Okay, but, now my yeah. second favorite part of oh. the podcast. After hearing what a great job we're doing, what's the second favorite? Uh, the Chronicles of Vagina. I feel like we need an intro. We're going to need to create an intro song for this. Could you? Could you, listeners, create a song for us and send it to Somebody us? help us. <laughs> if you missed last week's episode about stress, you will have realized we mm. are under a ton of it. Ah. And we cannot be adding song creating things to nope. our list. That is nope. a boundary. Ah. feels so. F- 2021 is treating us well. And or something. But we are gonna talk about our vaginas. Yeah, we are. And it, Actually, I told Kelly are. it's my turn. Last week I shared some stuff. You can hop back to that stress episode and hear what's happening in my vagina. You are gonna wanna know. You will. Especially if you're a longtime listener. <laughs> if you miss this information uh, about Kelly, yeah. you are gonna you're just gonna be behind forever. Yeah. Hop back. I'll make sure I bring it up many Many times. times. Okay, but what's going on in my vagina is I am trying period underwear for the first time. What planet do I live on where this is my job and I've been telling people to get period underwear for a hundred years and I haven't? Well, I mean, the cup was working well for you, so it didn't. It wasn't like a necessity of like, oh, I need to find something new. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. I didn't actually really want to bleed into my underwear, to be yeah. honest. Right. And I didn't understand that. I didn't want to buy a forty dollar pair of underwear. Hmm. So enter Black Friday, probably. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah. I got three pairs of underwear for like I don't know eighty bucks or something like that. Nice. And I have to say, mm. I love them. Ah. I love them so much. I spent like three days bleeding into them instead of wearing my cup. Yeah. That's great. And I was not disgusted. Great. There was no smell, which was one of my top concerns. Yeah, for sure. Because when it's just like out of you, yet still on you. It's confusing how it could not smell. Yeah, because when you have when you're using pads, you're changing them several times a day. Right. Your underwear, you're just like I'm just wearing these today. Yeah. Um. So there's no odor, and I had zero leaking. Mm, it's nice. nothing. I didn't get period blood on anything. That's nice. And I have to say, it was nice just to have a break of being on my period yeah. and not having something in my vagina. Things are just always in your vagina. Constantly. (laughs) Constantly. No, but that really is nice. It's really freeing. And now you have choices of like what you want to do. That's great. I have choices. Yeah, you do. And surprise perk, I will say, Mm -hmm. surprise perk, is having sex on your period, normally for me, 
my vagina the next day smells like the bottom of a dumpster. <laughs> Not the top where things just got piled on and it's still but the kind bottom of the part bottom. that was put in like the hour after the pickup last uh-huh. week. Yep. And everything leaks <laughs> yeah. down uh-huh. into the bottom. We don't know what is the down there. It is not good. Something no. about sperm and period blood mixed together in a hot, wet environment <laughs> does not go something well about, for me. Something about that isn't good. I don't, I don't know, know what, what it is. <laughs> but I do not enjoy the smell the day after yeah. I have sex on my period. Interesting. And I wore my period underwear this time. Mm-hmm. And it was not a problem. That's amazing. It is amazing. And another thought that I will, and I might use this underwear in between my cycle just to catch the sperm that comes out of my vagina after sex so Uh. that I don't ruin a pair of underwear just overnight while it's all coming out still. Yeah. And it can just collect in my period underwear. I can just wash those real quick and put on a fresh pair. Wow. I've thought through this. I've learned a lot. Everybody needs some of these things. I agree. I have, I think you have the same brand, Thinks. Yeah. I'm sure there's other brands out there that are perfectly fine. I loved all the ads I got after buying the Thinks. So many ads. They all look great. Yep. That's great. I'm happy to know what's going on in your vagina. Less smelly, that's for sure. Yeah. Bottom of the dumpster. Now you're at the top of the dumpster. I'm dumpster topping. (laughs) You're dumpster adjacent probably now. You're out of the dumpster. You ever come across a dumpster that's like, it's over full, there's a holiday, the trash uh-huh. man didn't come when he's supposed to, Yep. and then it's just an old dumpster, so it's kind of like rotted out at the bottom, and some of the, some of the fluid is leaking out onto the concrete inside the dumpster area. <laughs> yeah, Tiffany, I do. <laughs> you ever see that happen? Yep. And then if you ever, like, accidentally step in it when you're throwing your trash away, you're like, oh, man. I have to throw my shoes away now. This is getting worse by the moment. That is part of what my experience <laughs> is like sometimes. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm free from that. And, yes, Thinks has saved you from the expelling dumpster that your vagina once was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we can keep our episodes under 30 minutes. If we keep talking about <laughs> our vaginas, I think every the people time. want to know about our vaginas. I like this segment. I, I do think too. it's good. I do too. Okay, well, now you guys know that Tiffany had a dumpster vagina and now she doesn't. But also, period underwear is pretty awesome. Yeah, so I just want, I just, just gotta encourage you guys if you're thinking about trying it, you must do it. Wait, can I ask a quick, quick question about that? Yeah, make it uh, quick. Did you wear them on the first day? Like, or like your heaviest day without a, a cup or anything? No. Okay. No, I didn't see a reason to I, do I tried. I tried uh, a couple periods ago and I was like, this is so bad. Yeah. I just felt so wet and not quite right. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm sitting in my slush. Yeah. I think it's a good not heavy day option. Yeah. And I think it's a really good, if you get the one with maximum absorbency. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really good nighttime option so that like your vagina can breathe. You can have a break from having something in it, but you've got some coverage while you're sleeping. Great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's get to what we're here to talk about. This episode is all about planning for pregnancy. 
we had so many people over the last few seasons be like, um, so you guys are midwives and you talk a ton about like lady stuff, but we want to hear more pregnancy stuff. And that's what we do with most of our lives is pregnancy stuff. Yeah, if you guys are not familiar, we are home birth midwives. We help people have their babies in their homes. Yeah. We're not kind of into birth. (laughs) We're like knee deep in birth. We are so in it to win it. So today we're going to talk about if you have the foresight and the thought, which statistically is like, I don't know, like a third of us plan some of our pregnancies. Yeah. Then you are going to want to hear this information just give you some information about things that you should be thinking about as you plan to become pregnant. Yes. And yeah, I love that we're offering this because we get a lot of questions about this too. Whether it's your first baby or your fifth, we get lots of questions about, is there anything that I can actually do? Because I have all these thoughts about what I want to do or like why I want to do them, but I don't quite know what to do. Yes. So you know that there's information out there about like optimal uh, conception and that there's things that you can do to potentially uh, increase the health of your baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just, like, do it intentionally and right. That's a reason. Yeah, for sure. And then some of you are just planners. And you're just thinking ahead. And you're like, hey, if there's something that I can do to make this easier or better or... Yeah. Then you're going to want to do it. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to try to make the idea of planning for pregnancy less confusing... Mm-hmm. And, like, reel it in, bring a little control from our perspective when we counsel clients before they get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Some of the most important things that we tell them to consider. Yes, because there's some of this that is out of control, right? But there's a decent amount that we actually can control. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want you guys to leave this episode with. It's yes. Like, okay, tangible steps I can take. There are some things I can do to increase better outcomes, and also just, like, enjoy this time. Yeah, it's a sweet space if you have no kids or kid, whatever, that you're uh, planning to add to your family. Yes. Today we're going to talk about how much time should you give yourself. Mm. Sex. That is the way to get pregnant. (laughs) We're going to have to cover some of that. Yes, we are. And the support that you're going to need around you and how you can be starting to think about the support that you'll need once you get pregnant. Gosh, I wish I had this episode before I like ha- got pregnant with my first. Hopefully we can save you some yeah. mistake oh. making. Oh, for sure. And confusion and terrible Google searches and uh, isolation. Mm. Yeah. Good job. Thanks, Lady Stuff Podcast. Okay, so how much time should people be giving themselves to get pregnant? We know that some people get pregnant on accident without trying. Some Mm -hmm. people have to try for years and years to get pregnant. Right. Like the average person should plan like how much time to get pregnant. If you are a healthy person, you're planning your pregnancy, we usually talk about giving yourself about three months while you work through... Some of these things that we'll be talking about. Yes. One of the most important things that you can do is start to supplement with folate. Folate. Not folic acid. No. 
Okay, the reason that this is important is about 30% of us have a gene mutation called NTHFR that makes it very difficult for us to assimilate and absorb folate. Folate is the natural um, version. version of folic acid. Folic acid is synthetic and your body is not able to absorb it very well. And so it's really important that we have this built up in our bodies for three months before we get pregnant because your pregnancy is going to pull on the folate stores inside your body in order to make a healthy baby. Yes. And you'll also find some of that folic acid uh, fortified into foods as well, which can build up and become problematic also. Whether or not you have that gene mutation, it can be problematic too. Yeah, so if you want to have all the information about what we are talking about, you'll hop back to the supplement episode that we did last year. Last year, man. Last year? I had to think about that for yep, a second. last year. Last year. And we talk about folic acid versus folate, why it's important, mm-hmm. and how much to take. Yep. But that's like the biggest, so if you're looking at, okay, I want to start taking prenatals and prepare, definitely be looking in your prenatal because I think a lot of people assume, oh, if like this is organic, then it's going to be this version and that's not always the case. That's exactly right. Okay. And then another aspect of getting pregnant is potentially coming off of your hormonal birth control. Yeah. Which is a big deal for your body. Yes. Episode 51 and 52 Mm. of our podcast was all about birth control, hormones, fertility, and how all of those things interlink. And it is not uncommon at all for women to come off of a hormonal birth control option and for it to take nine entire cycles before their bodies start to regulate, produce their own hormones well, mm-hmm. and allow for a cycle to happen where there's ovulation at a time you can predict and that you can have sex and conceive during that time. I think that's such an overlooked aspect of, of people are like, oh, you're ready to get pregnant. Then you just stop you like the turn, like the pull the goalie, right? Like, oh, you just take the goalie away and then you just get pregnant, right? And I think people uh, are prepared inadequately because of that idea they just assume, oh, we'll just stop this and just get pregnant, but that's not always not always the case. Right. And so a huge piece of this that we want to give you the tools for is understanding your own fertility mm-hmm. and knowing how to track your cycle so that you know when you're ovulating. And if you're not ovulating or you're not ovulating every cycle or you don't have Signs of ovulation every cycle. These are all things to be kind of figuring out and pinpointing now because you have to ovulate in order to conceive. Yes, we need an egg and the sperm to come together in order to make the baby, right? And so you could be having lots of sex, yet not in a fertile window or not understanding quite when that is happening and not get pregnant. Yeah, and so some of the things that might prevent ovulation are hormone imbalances or underlying health conditions, stress, uh, being overweight, having other like autoimmune diseases or diabetes or PCOS, all of those things could potentially affect how Uh your hormones are going to cycle through each month. And it would be really important to understand if what you're experiencing is affecting fertility or not. Yes. 
If you go to episode 43, you are going to find signs of fertility. That is what that podcast is called. You're going to learn all yeah, about... Yeah, that's a great one. Talking all about like uh, cervical mucus and temperature and all of those things. Yeah. What's your favorite current app for tracking those things? I am on Clue. Clue's a good one. Clue's my yeah. favorite because you just tap the things. And they ask such a wide like range of questions. Yeah, things that, that really I helpful. may not have like yeah. necessarily thought this is important to my cycle, but of course it is. Yes. Yeah, that's a great one to jump onto if you have not started tracking your cycle to start get getting used to connecting with your body to check for those things. Yeah. And charting your cycle is a skill. And it so is. if you find yourself thinking like, maybe we'll have a baby next year, or maybe we'll start trying in a few months, or maybe, and you just know that you're about to come into that space where you would like to conceive soon, learn how to chart your cycle. Yes. Even if you're not trying to get pregnant, even if you're not trying to not get pregnant, just knowing what your body is doing at a baseline is going to give you so much information. Oh, for sure. Trying to get pregnant or trying to not get pregnant. It's great. Yes. And you will find another episode. (laughs) We've given you so many episodes. On how to chart your cycle. Yep. So you'll have lots of information that we have put out there for you guys already. You can listen to at your convenience, but you can kind of put all these pieces together mm-hmm. into this little bundle of like, I understand how babies are made. Yeah. <laughs> when we, we make it like, right? Oh, you, uh, we yes, we know how babies are made, but it's not always that straightforward and simple, especially when it's your life and your body and your baby that you're making, uh, depending on, like Tiffany is saying, what is going on in your particular body and your particular cycle. Yes. So let's talk more specifically about sex now because that's a very important part. Yeah. You need to be having sex at a time where the sperm can meet the egg. Yeah. Your fertile window is about three to five days a month. It's your egg comes out of your ovary, travels through your fallopian tube, and while it's traveling through your fallopian tube, it, a sperm needs to meet it. Right, and I mean, right, you could be having sex 20 times a month and miss the window. Ah! And you're like, that's great, because we had a lot of sex, and that was fun. But if the goal is to make a baby, it would leave you feeling super bummed. Yes. And most people can have sex as often as they would like to, even every day, and not hinder their chances of conceiving. Yeah. But there's a little bit of wisdom behind if you are going to bother timing Mm-hmm. sex around trying to conceive. Number one, it would definitely be maximizing the time around your fertile window. But number two, we know that sperm lives for like two to five days. And so timing that out inside of your fertile window while also recognizing that the strongest, mm-hmm. best sperm need a little bit of time to regenerate and so not Having sex every single day sometimes is the key to building up another big store of sperm (laughs) in your mate and having sex like every two to three days. And so even if you're somebody who's like, I'm not going to track my cycle. Right. I'm not going to figure out ovulation. I don't have time for that. If you are just consistently having sex every two to three days during your entire cycle, you are definitely giving potential for sperm to meet an egg. 
Yeah. That makes it easy. I think so. Enjoy. Enjoy. Sex. Every two to three days, your midwife's sad. Let's talk about some of the support that you need when you're starting to plan to become pregnant. Man. Again, wish I had that. I feel like most people are like, oh, I'm just asking like my friends or I'm Googling or like following some Instagram accounts or, you know, like searching social media and stuff. And that's the basis of their maybe reading a book. Yeah. So then like, what does the average woman do once she becomes pregnant? You miss your period. You take a pregnancy test at home. Mm -hmm. You call a doctor. You probably don't get in for quite a few weeks. They tell you, like, we won't yeah. see you till you're, like, 8 or 12 weeks. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay. Okay, I think I'm fine. And a lot of women aren't even telling anybody else that they're pregnant at this point. So they're going through all of these things in their minds on their own. Which is a lot. Oh, my goodness. It's a ton. It is such a big thing yeah. to take on. Yeah. So part of what we want to share with you guys today is that you can see a care provider before you become pregnant and you can establish care Mm -hmm. and you can ask questions and you can have somebody take a detailed history of your, of your medical history and look at like, Oh, based off these things, this would be good stuff to address before you get pregnant or, Oh, you're early pregnant. Here are some things. Yeah. Here's what we'd recommend right away for your particular situation. So some of the things that you need to consider from a supportive perspective where you might need some more like one-on-one type care is, are you on any medications right now? Mm -hmm. What supplements are you taking? Mm -hmm. Is somebody counseling you on some common toxins that might be like in your environment or in your products that you're using that would potentially disrupt hormones or like your endocrine system? And then maximizing the food that you eat in order to become pregnant. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a big deal for people and they need help like regulating their blood sugar or avoiding, you know, toxic buildup of things. And so having someone who's knowledgeable about how to best set up your body to support growing another human could be very helpful. Amen. This is so great. Yeah. Some of the things that you're absolutely going to want to avoid when you're very consciously deciding to get pregnant is drinking alcohol. Sorry. Smoking cigarettes. Not sorry. And then decreasing caffeine. Mm-hmm. So if you have found yourself in a place where you've been trying and you know and you're doing all the things and you haven't cut out alcohol, nicotine, or caffeine yet, that might be a place to start where you're like, okay... I'm going to take these things out, give my body the very best chance for all my hormones to run smoothly Mm -hmm. and not have a lot of extra stimulants or depressants and just kind of like let my body work its magic. That is why that ends up kind of getting recommended. But also there's usually a bit of a period of time where you do not know that you're pregnant yet Mm -hmm. and potentially carrying on with some of these lifestyle choices and items can have an impact. It can yeah. have an impact. Yeah. And we don't know exactly what impact. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. So then what do people do with this information once they know how much time to give themselves, how to be having sex to maximize conception, who they would potentially bring in to support and get some feedback on, you mm-hmm. know, their own personal life stuff? Yeah. 
What do you do now with this information if you're like, oh, actually, like, I'm ready to have a baby? Yeah, it's an exciting time. That's like a real super exciting place to be. I think one of the biggest things that you want to start thinking about and start reaching out to, researching, connecting within your own community are is our care providers, like specific providers that you would want to be the ones supporting you through your pregnancy, your birth, your postpartum, like entrance into mothering this baby. Uh, that would be probably number one, but it kind of connects with the idea of actually recognizing where you would want to have your baby too, because there are choices in that. Yes. And I think it's most common. And in fact, we know for 98% of women, they're going to see an obstetrician. They're going to plan a hospital birth and that's what their experience is going to be limited to those options. Mm -hmm. And so this is an opportunity to be thinking about, um, what kind of care do you want? How much hands-on and personalization do you think that you need? Are you hoping to have an unmedicated birth? Would you like there to be more support? And so um, it's a really good time to be investigating the setting that you would like to have your baby in, how you'd like to feel the Uh day that you're having your baby, what kind of um, support you would imagine having around you, and then kind of work backwards from there. Yeah, I remember talking with clients about uh, what kind of birth they think their baby would want also. Mm. And they were like, oh, that's when it, like, that's when that really shifted for me of understanding, like, not only my experience, but, like, this is a familial experience. Yeah, and it's not too soon to be thinking about those things. Oh, for sure. So you guys know what we do and what we bring to the table. We love, love, love when people are thinking about having the babies out of the hospital in a birth Mm -hmm. center or in their own homes. And for low-risk moms, it is just as safe as an option Mm -hmm. to have their babies at home or in a birth center. Um, And one of the things that we like to highlight as people are making this decision, because you really are choosing whether you think about it a whole lot or not, is that there's risks in all settings and there's risks with all um, types of care providers, but they're different. And so getting a grasp of that and kind of weighing it out, this is a great time to do that so that when you become pregnant, you can activate that support person and start to kind of like walk out some of those pieces that's going to make you feel supported. Yes. There's so much out there for you. One of the things that I love to tell people before they become pregnant is there's a super sweet um, insurance option. I guess it's like not not really insurance. Yeah. It's It's a health share. Yeah. It's like a co-op of people. And the idea is uh, that instead of paying your monthly right, payment to your insurance company, you're paying a monthly share to actually somebody else within this co-op of other people who are a part of this for their particular medical need. So like, we used to be a part of it um, and got to write like letters to people like, oh, we found out that our money this month is going to this person who broke his leg, right? So like... We're writing our check, and we can write a little note of encouragement of, like, hey, I hope you feel better. And, like, I'm sorry about your leg, but, like, uh, something, here's a funny story or whatever. I actually got to write to somebody who was pregnant with their first baby, and I was in midwifery school, and she ended up writing me back. It was, like, it was a very sweet um, experience. Yeah, it it was precious. But their maternity coverage 
uh, across the board in these health shares, there's multiple um, options that you have in terms of uh, organizations to go through is incredible. Unparalleled. Like, they'll cover supplements, too. and Chiropractic visits and massage therapy. And it's very comprehensive. But you cannot... You cannot get it after you have already found out you're pregnant. This is why you're listening to this episode about preparing for your pregnancy uh, because you have some time to think about these things. Yes. Yeah, so you'll look into MediShares is kind mm-hmm. of what they're called. They're like medical co-ops. Yep. And um, if you choose midwifery care, especially if you choose home birth, they pay for 100% of the services and the monthly premiums are really similar to what you end up paying for insurance. So that's a super sweet option to be thinking about ahead of time. Yes. Um, because cost ends up being a huge barrier to what people feel like their options are. So we just love to mention that as mm-hmm. something for you guys to be considering. Oh, I'm so glad we mentioned that. That's good info for it sure. It is good info. Yeah. A lot of people find out about it after the fact. They're like, oh, I want to switch. And we're like, well, oh, I'm sorry. Can't. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you guys, we are going to give you a checklist. No, we, you know us. We love a good checklist. A checklist. A lot yep. of things we talked about today, but then there's a couple of extra things that we wanted to include, and we're like, how do we talk about all of these things? Yeah. And one of the ways is this just practical checklist for things to be thinking about before you get pregnant. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about the timeline and how to plan ahead on that any of the nutrition items and supplements that you should be taking. And then we'll specifically have a section for things to avoid while you're trying to conceive so that you can just have a quick list of things to check and adapt your lifestyle to getting pregnant. Oh, we love giving. Givity, give, give, give. Give so many gives and so many checklists. Next week, you're going to want to tune in for how to maximize conception. So Mm -hmm. we're going to do a quick little bonus episode about all the things to think about, like so that when you're actually ready to conceive, what are the things that you can do to make it as successful as possible? Woo! Exciting. Mm, So exciting. And so Mm -hmm. we will see you next week for that bonus, Maximize Conception. Mm -hmm.